0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Brand Vedad Talk Show.
1: Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Uh, we've got with uh, us, Ms. Bakshi Shah, all the way from Camera Canada. Before uh, we commence any- anything else, uh, I would like to request everyone to just start their cameras and uh, participate more and more. Uh, so it is actually good for us as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. All right. We have with us Ms. Hitakshi Shah all the way from Canada. She is an advertising specialist in Atrium Digital in Canada. It is one of the best uh, digital marketing agency in Canada. Uh, she has done multiple courses, uh, did BBA from uh, Baroda, Navarachana University, then uh, completed her education in Canada. And having done marketing management, she has completed a digital marketing course from Brandweather itself. And there she started her journey. She embarked embarked her journey, uh, and it's been five five years since then that she has been doing this. And having learned a lot uh, in uh, through this course as well as practical uh, experiences, she is now the master of paid advertising and is working as I said before, with Atrium Digital. With 20 years of experience, the the company has been working with many, many different industry clients and she's still gaining a a lot of knowledge and idea about digital marketing. The stage is open for you, Hitakshi.
2: Thank you so much, Navan. Thank you so much. Well, hi everyone. I think it's uh, evening over there, so good evening, <laughs> you guys. It's morning for me. Uh, well, thank you for this, you know, really good introduction. Uh, as you said, my name is Atakshi. You know, as you guys, I'm I'm also from Baroda, I did my education over there. Uh, I did just a you know basic uh, BBA course, which I wanted to do because of the marketing purpose. Uh, at that time that was 2014 at that time I did not know uh you know what exactly I want to do I did not know anything about digital marketing but I just went into marketing side just to see and learn what could be you know what 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 are the opportunities and what are the things that I can uh explore and so therefore you know from 2014 I completed my bba and then just saw that there is this digital marketing institute you have no idea how much search i have done to find a good digital marketing uh, college or university in india itself because at that time i don't know if it is the same thing today but there were no government affiliated course for digital marketing so just to learn the basics i think i started doing digital marketing from brandveda and that's i think that's where everything started. Um, but after that, you know, I got some hospitality uh, experience in digital marketing within uh, in India itself for like you know, a few months, but then I moved here to Canada and I wanted to learn more about digital marketing. But again, there are not a lot of major university that would give any course for digital marketing or particularly for Google ads. So I started doing marketing management as my course and, you know, then moved to another course, which was social media marketing. But one thing I made sure is everything on, is on track. Everything goes towards something which I really want to learn. And uh, that's where I got to know that, OK, digital marketing is not just one particular thing. It includes a lot of different aspects. It has Google Ads, it has social, it has content writing, it has graphic designing, it has web development, could be part of it. Uh, it has SEO. So, you know, once you have knowledge of each and everything a little bit, you get the sense out of it. You get to know, okay, maybe I am a good writer. I, I think I can write a blog. I think I can write a, new, write a newsletter or something. I could learn content writing. But then you think that, okay, this is not working out. I think I'm good on social media, handling influencers or having social media ads. I think I want to explore more on social media side. So you can do that. And then there is Google ads, then there is SEO. So I think digital marketing is one of those fields that gives you multiple option to choose from. Uh, You don't have to stay stuck with one thing. You have a lot of different options which are related to digital marketing. So that's what I I tried my focus to do on. I had a lot of certifications that I did from Google itself. It's just because this industry is not about something same thing that we learn. It keeps on evolving, it keeps on changing. You all know that Google keeps on updating uh, the algorithms. There are Facebook announcement, there is TikTok announcement, there is Instagram announcement. There are so many things that keeps on evolving. Someday, you know, there will be a ban on certain apps. Someday, there will be another app. So. You just have to keep on moving forward with the industry as as you keep on learning. And that's the key about digital marketing. You should, you know, I, I always had this willingness to learn about new things. I always had the willingness to uh, do some certifications, just give some exams online. You have plenty of options. Like you have Hootsuite uh, certification, you have LinkedIn certification that is test certification nowadays and a lot of them are free so you would, you're not paying anything and you're learning how to do ads you're learning how to do a post online like organically and i think that's that's really important because you you must keep learning in that same direction that you want to go and that's what i wanted to do and that's what i did and you know 5 years later i can see myself having glimpse of knowledge from all the different options that we get from digital marketing, and I know that I'm I really like doing Google Ads. That's that's you know not just Google Ads. It's just overall paid ads on any platform. So what basically I do is my specialization is in PPC and in you know social media ads, any sort of uh, ads that are paid. Uh, so that's what I I, I work in, and uh, that's what I'm learning. So yeah, it's, it's been quite, quite a journey, I would say, uh, you know, learning about, I, I was doing a course on social media marketing, and I'm like, I know how to post on Instagram. I know how to post on Facebook, but that's not the point. The point is, it's not just about posting. If you're doing social media marketing, not just the paid ad side, just the organic side, you got to know what the client want. You need to know if your audience is there so uh, when it comes to social media per se the major you know difference comes up if you want to explain it to any company owner or you know your client or yourself as well uh, You'll be like, should I be just doing social media like organically? Should I put some ads in social media? Well, it depends. It depends on what you want, uh, what the objective is. So let's say your objective is just brand awareness. You just want to create your identity on social media. You don't need to run ads. If you can be consistent with your content, if you can post like three days a week or four days a week, giving some time in between to the audience to react, you wanna build that community. You wanna build that interaction. You wanna be present in front of them. You keep on posting random stories on the clients. Uh, You know, if, if it's a restaurant, let's say, and you just wanna bring awareness of the restaurant, you keep on posting some good pictures of the dishes, you keep on posting some good stories about the restaurant. You know, that's the brand awareness objective. You don't want to run ads on that. But let's say there is an event in the same restaurant, and you want to promote that. And there's a there's a gathering, or you know, you give these kind of major events that uh, happens in the same restaurant. You want to promote that. That's when you bring the ad side because you wanna reach to the audience that you have and to the more audience that you want to target. So once you understand that, okay, this is my objective and this is how I wanna go, then it makes it more clear. That's what I call it a, you know, strategy phase because strategy phase is like your foundation. You ask question to your clients. You ask, you know, you ask question to yourself, be like, I wanna do ads for that restaurant. But should I be doing it on Facebook? You know, that's, that's, that's a myth that, you know, you have to do ads on Facebook and Instagram at the same time. It's not that. If my audience is not on Facebook, why would I be spending money there? Because you would know what your audience are. You know, talking to the client, you can be like, hey, I just want to know uh, what, what's the customer you're looking for? you know, if they're like the young millennials, uh, if, if it's like, you know, uh, people who are following in, uh, influencers or who are always updated, you don't wanna just stick to Instagram. You also wanna try something new. You can do something else. You can put another platform, uh, you know, into perspective. But if you say your, your audience is like, you know, uh, people between 35 to 55 year old, you want to do ads on Facebook. You know that our, you know, at, at that age group will be there on Facebook. So that has been more, most important. There are a lot of questions. You want to know why you want to do ads. You want to know why you want to do marketing. You want to know which platform you want to use. So if you have a good strategy, I think, Anyone can come, anyone should come up with the idea. I think it's all about brainstorming. It's about talking. I think more you ask the questions, more you get the answers, you'll get more clarity. You'll be like, oh, I was thinking about this idea, but looking at what you just said, I think that's that's garbage. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not, we cannot implement that. It's just a waste of money. I think we should come up with this because this is more approachable. Uh, that's about social media, I think. So I have been doing social media ads, particularly uh, on Facebook. I do ads on Instagram. I have ads on Pinterest. I have some ads on TikTok uh, because uh, a lot of clients in this side, like the North American side, they want to they come up on TikTok because it's a huge audience. They have a huge target audience over here for TikTok. Uh, also for Pinterest. I do ads on YouTube and uh, obviously the ads on PPC side. Uh, I think first, I just want to cover something about social media because that's, you know, that catches your interest. Uh, And then I'll move on the PPC side. So social media, I would say, uh, as I said, for the objective, you should know what objective you have and then you should know the audience that you have. Uh, Coming back to Pinterest side. Now, I know that North American industry have a huge audience, female audience, particularly on Pinterest. So if I want to do, I am a a showroom of home decor, I want to target some audience which is female, which is because it's a female oriented or let's say, I'm just gonna give you an example because I I do an ads for jewelry company. So now jewelry company, this one is a big one because they do engagement rings, wedding rings. And usually females are the one who would go on Pinterest to look for, oh, wedding ideas, like the wedding decor ideas. I wanna see wedding venue decorations or I wanna see wedding dress. Um, I wanna see... You know, a lot of wedding related stuff, they want to go and find it on Pinterest because, you know, Pinterest has a lot, plenty of options that you come up with. So I I know my audience is on Pinterest. So I want to go on Pinterest and do ads so that it comes in front of them. And I see that, oh, people in relationship or uh, people who are looking into women clothing or women jewelry, I want to target them. So Pinterest gives you a lot of options. It's just like Facebook, I would say, but Facebook is getting very restricted with the kind of targeting that we do because of the iOS update. But with Pinterest, you have a huge number of audience. So you wanna keep a large audience. I try to keep minimum of 3 million of target audience in any of my campaigns. So, uh, I think Pinterest has a lot of things. If I know my audience is on Pinterest, I really wanna do ads on Pinterest. Same for uh, you know Instagram. Now I do ads on Facebook and sometimes under the placement, I remove Instagram because I don't wanna spend money over there. I don't want to show my stories in Instagram as an ad. I wanna keep it just for Facebook. So I do ads for like the elevator companies. Uh, Now they know their target audience is on Facebook and is on LinkedIn because of the B2B business. So when you're doing B2B business, you don't wanna be glamming up the company on Instagram. You wanna glam up the company on LinkedIn in a very professional way. Uh, In North American industry, I think a lot of uh, clients who are industrial, who are into B2B, they do ads on LinkedIn. And doing ads on LinkedIn, it's not complicated. I think doing ads anywhere, it's not complicated. It's it's just the basic idea. You should know what your target audience is. You should know what the objective, you should know the budget that you want. You should have the strategy of, okay, this is the campaign. I wanna split the campaign like that. And you know, once you design the whole campaign, you can put it up on different platforms. Now for LinkedIn, whenever I do ads on LinkedIn, I want to keep it professional. I don't want the graphics to be bright colors. I don't want a lot of information in the graphic itself. I just want to put some minimum carousel, you know, just few few say statements and just another another graphic with few statements, and then I want them to fill up a form, so that I can generate leads on LinkedIn. That's how I can. Calculate. I can uh, I can measure my results on LinkedIn because I don't want just them to click the ads. I want them to fill up a form because they are business. They are the industrial businesses. They are the corporate business. So their information is really valuable to me. People could be doing sales call to them, you know, because I let's say i am the elevator company i am getting the list of you know people and they filled up the form that means they are my potential customers so my, i will be telling my sales team that okay we have the list of potential customers here it is give them the sales call and that's how you know i can link up my major objective for using linkedin and i can convert the lead into you know customers that was for linkedin uh, for TikTok now, I know we don't have TikTok in you know in India, but then just want to give you a glimpse because I know a lot of people were wondering how uh, Canadian market is because they want to come here and study more of digital marketing. So it's really important to, for you to know uh, the entire North American industry. A lot of people are active on TikTok since COVID. That number has gone up because people people just want to have some entertainment right so they want to they, they are there a lot of young people a lot of young crowd is there but now a lot of a, a lot of like 30s and 45 year olds are coming there as well because they see the video on facebook and they're like oh there's a good video and they click and they're redirected to tiktok so they 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 want to be on tiktok they just want to scroll because tiktok is not for networking TikTok is just, you see something, you keep on scrolling. The kind of algorithm that works in TikTok is really different. It's not something like Facebook or Instagram. It's, 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 most, it's mostly one way communication because people are not gonna interact that much with the video. So uh, if supposedly I'm doing ads on TikTok, my main objective is I don't want the customer to think, I don't want anyone to think that this is an ad. If I'm watching TikTok videos and I come across a video, I'll watch it. I don't realize it's an ad because it's, it doesn't say, you know, in, the, in a big statement, it doesn't say that it's an ad. It just says in the bottom that it's an ad, it's sponsored. So I don't, because it will change the content. People will just scroll it up. They don't want to see it. But if I keep it fun, if I keep you know the trending music, I add some dance moves, I add some uh, trends that's going on, and I make an ad out of it, it it it's it's never supposed to be an ad. It's just supposed to be a TikTok video, just promoting your 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 product or services. That's the main idea. So when you, whenever we do ads on TikTok, it's more about the creativity that you bring up. It's, it's more about how can you reach out, you can reach out to the audience if you're doing ads, you're paying the platform, so you know that you have a wide audience and you are going to reach out to them, but that's not just the objective, you, you remember, as I said, brand awareness could be done by organic, but my objective is to get clicks, to, to get my leads, to get you know, good views, So I would want to keep, you know, something creative on TikTok side and just want to see how that goes on. Now TikTok, you can also do A-B testing because you don't know if the video is going to work. A-B testing could also be done on Pinterest. So so let's say you're creating some boards on Pinterest under the ad section, and you're not sure if that will work. So you can do an A-B testing just to see which one works. Now, for Pinterest, you can use creatives like Instagram because it's more of engagement. You want to you want to showcase the product. So you want to keep the product on a bigger scale and you want to keep less content. You don't have people reading the app ads. You have people seeing the ads like they see the product and they're like, wow. So I, I see a lot of uh, new new car models ads. Uh, so I don't want to read about it. I just want to see the car because it's you know it's attractive. It's attractive when I see a car. and I'm like, okay, which model is it? And then it, it, it takes my attention and then I want to read about it. Same like you know jewelry. I, I do ads for the jewelry and I want to keep the ring picture as the main picture. And I will write in the content and she said yes you know, something like that. So I wanna, I wanna take the attention from them on Pinterest, on TikTok. And uh, when I do ads on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, Facebook stories and Instagram stories, uh, I wanna put some information about the product, about the services as well. And always, always try to put some call to action because what's what's the use? Like, what are they gonna do? If they see the ad, What's the action? They have to click it. They have to be redirected somewhere. They should either go to the website if you want to just increase the traffic from social. Uh, If you want them to fill up a form, you can do that. If you want them to make a purchase, you can do that. It's an e-commerce website, let's say. And you have some offers coming up like 10% off, 20% off, and they see this amazing ad with less information, with amazing products, the pictures are really good, the content is really good. If they click, they should go on the website page, on the landing page, where they see the, uh, you know, the product, and they can really add to God, and they're done. So that you know, that is how you target them in their buyer's journey. So everyone knows about buyer's journey, right? They, they get to know about something, they hear about something, they think about it, they make this stream and then they make a purchase. You want to make sure you know what point in the buyer's journey you want to target. Them. So I always do two kind of ads on, uh, let's say on LinkedIn. I do top of funnel and bottom of funnel ads. So my top of funnel ads are always, always brand awareness ads because, and always will have a call to action because I just don't want brand awareness. I also want them to click on it. But if a client doesn't have any presence on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is the primary platform for them, you know it. So what do you want to do? You cannot just keep on posting like Instagram, Right. You can get the organic thing, but you also want the leads. So I create a top of funnel campaign which will just be focused on brand awareness. The creatives will be different, not the theme of the creative. I always keep it consistent with the, with the image of the brand and, you know, with the, with the type of words that they use to explain their products. So the top of funnel uh, ads on LinkedIn are majorly for the brand awareness. I keep my audience broad. I, I wanna have a, a larger radius of my target location. I wanna, I wanna include a lot of things, not the unnecessary stuff. If I think that this, this interest person is not required, I will not add. So that is just the top of funnel. And then the bottom of funnel ads. Bottom of funnel is mostly Sales-oriented ads that I do. That campaign is basically just for getting them to make a sale, to make a purchase, or to become our potential customer. And that's how I create the strategy. That because I know that LinkedIn is a different platform, and has a different perspective altogether, unlike Instagram or Facebook. So top of funnel and you know bottom of funnels are the two type of campaigns that gives you a better idea. You don't have to do it necessarily. I am recently doing ads and I don't want to do bottom of funnel as of now because they're just starting on LinkedIn. I know they're not going to create sales. I first want to have a lot of audience. Hmm. Having said that, I think I want to, you know, talk about the PPC side because there's some connection to it. So when I do PPC ads, let's say we're doing search and display the client is saying okay i want to do display and i want to also do search they are just starting to do it and when they just start to do it they don't have a lot of audience the the website is new uh they have money but they don't have audience what's the point of doing remarketing what's the point of doing display remarketing so if i'm doing if they say that i want to do ppc i want to do google ads this is my website, it's pretty new. IT people have worked really good on it and it's really strong. You start doing search and you start doing display remarketing. Who are you gonna remarket? Who are you gonna target? Nobody. You wanna create that audience first. So I always spend like three to four months. I I let them know. You can always let your client know that listen, this is not a good strategy for you. Right now, let's focus on search side. For a few months once we have audience like a good amount of audience because we are sending everyone to your website there is no form submission there is no uh, you know it's not an e-commerce there's no purchase we're just sending them to the website after three to four months we start doing remarketing and boom we have a lot of audience already going we are already targeting a big amount of audience so <clears throat> That's when your strategy will be successful. And now a lot of times, you know, <clears throat> I think this is something which I face commonly. Uh, clients, big clients or medium scale clients, they will have money. They'll have everything settled down and they want to do digital marketing. But do they really want digital marketing? That's a question. I mean, why do you want digital marketing? Why do you want to do Google ads? Or why do you want to do social media ads? You have to ask these questions. They're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe everyone everyone is doing, right? So I should be doing too. Like, is your audience there? Is your audience there on Facebook, Instagram? They're like, I don't think so. They're mostly industrial people. They're not using Instagram. Uh, they're not using Facebook. Like, why do you want to put money in there? <laughs> you know so and then again like uh they they don't think of linkedin as you know that it doesn't come it doesn't click oh i want to do ads on linkedin and i'm like your your audience is there and you're going in a opposite direction i know you have a lot of money but do you want to waste it (laughs) right so that's because it's 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 very general thing. It's, uh, it's not something surprising. oh, how does they don't even know that you know their audience is not? They might not know. It's fine. Uh, digital marketing could be complicated for people who don't realize it. But we as a specialist, we know what we're doing. So it becomes our job to explain them in, in their language, be like, okay. I, I don't wanna use terms like clicks and you know CPC. I don't wanna say I have this conversion value and uh, there is this bounce rate. They don't know what you're talking. It's all a different language that goes on in their head. They don't know. You have to talk in their language. Every three months, every time I do a report, every time I'm telling my client that, okay, I did this campaign for three months, this is the result. Now they can see my report says CPC, they have uh, you know clicks per conversion, they have uh, ROAS and they're like, they're just blank. So I don't tell them that, oh, this, this time you got uh, uh, 3% CTR. Like what is CTR? So <laughs> I have to be like, so for this three months, I, I did your ads and you've got 10,000 people who saw your ads. That's the impression. I don't want to say impression. These are like 10,000 people who saw your ads. Out of those 10,000, there were 900 people who clicked on those ads. So those are the clicks. And the average of those people is the percentage that you get is CTR, right? And there is a benchmark of every industry in terms of CTR and CPC. You should always keep that updated. Uh, you should always be checking once you start dealing with different industrial clients. Uh, you can just simply Google like the industrial benchmark for CTR 2020 and you'll see a list. You'll see uh, which industry has a benchmark of what. So I see I see click-through rate of real estate, let's say it's a 2%. Uh, and my client is standing at 2.7% CTR, which is boom, it's good for you. You are above the average of, you know, industrial benchmark. And that's what I tell them, that technically, this is the benchmark of your industry. And look at the numbers that you're getting. You're getting 3% CTR, whereas the benchmark is 2%. So you're doing above that. And then, you know, I talk, I talk about the cost that they've spent. And I know why the cost goes up and up. It, it, it's all the reasoning that I have, I know it. I know if I'm targeting uh, audience in US or I'm targeting different locations or I'm targeting something else or I'm doing using keywords, which are like uh, expensive. If you say, you know, I know the reasons. So I just have to tell them that, you know, this time there was not a lot of search. So what Google did, Google tried to push your ads more and more and more so that whosoever is looking will find it. And that cost a lot because there was not a lot of search, but Google was trying to push because you have a daily budget. So that leads to a lot of, you know, the cost will be like, oh, why did I spend $10,000 in three months? Like, because there was not a lot of search. You know, and they're like, if I spend 10,000, why were there less impression? So you also see the market trend in the industry, even if, you know, if it's in India or it's here anywhere in the world, if you're doing ads, you always see the market trend. A lot of, uh, you know, products and services are based on season. So if, if there is like uh, a client who does snow removal for us, I don't want to do ads for them in summer. I know people are not going to look for snow removal, so it, it's no point. It's it could it could be their primary product. It could be their primary service, but it's no point. People are not going to search for snow removal services. They want to do, you know, uh, plant trees. They want to do gardening, and they have gardening products and you know garden makes like soil. They have some decorative rocks. Uh, Uh, They have some construction that you can do. They can sell concrete. I'm like, this is the time that people want to restructure their house. They want to restructure their lawns, uh, their gardens. That's what we want to focus on, not the snow removal, right? And they also know, a lot of clients know that their audience, they don't get business for certain things in in certain time duration, and they don't want to focus on that. They will clearly tell me that, okay, for the next six months, we are not going to talk about this. I'm like, perfect. It makes sense because you're not going to get any search volume. You're not going to get any results. It's just useless. So you always should be capable to understand their business and talk in their language. Because once you start doing that, it's very easy for them to put their trust because they're putting money. So you do paid ads, you have to be sure that you're using someone's money and they will ask the question, if I put my money, where's the result? What what am I getting in my business? Because they're running a business. So even, I mean, if you do the same, you will be like, if I'm putting $10,000, you know, every two months, what am I getting? What is my return of investment? So you always have to give a good reason. You always have to be logical and be very careful with what you're doing in ads. And, you know, it's all technical. It's, it's. I think it's not a lot of technical, but a lot of uh, good strategy. My my core has always been a good strategy. If I I don't feel confident with my strategy, I'll create something else. I want to move on to, Plan B because I'm not I'm not sure because I'm I want to put money and they need to see you know return on ad spend now uh, PPC search and display I, I I think you all know about the Google display network right um, I whenever I create campaigns on search and uh, I I have the option of doing ads on search networks the search partners and the Google display partners. Now, usually I used to, you know, select them. Okay, if I'm doing search ads, I'll also do the Google search, uh, Google display networks. I'll also do Google search partners. I'll just put my ads everywhere, not just on the search engine, but also on different websites uh, where they can see my ads. But then it's not necessary that your audience will be there. Again, it comes down to the audience. Uh, I'm not getting any results from the GDNs. And I think I should turn that off because my budget is going in a direction which is not leading any results. That's what I I don't want to say, I do optimization in SEO only. You always keep on optimizing PPC as well, always. You cannot just start a campaign, you set up everything, you put the keywords, you have the ads running, and you shut it off, like you don't want to see it. You want to move on to another client, and you leave it for like two months. You don't, you don't even open it, and you know you will think that okay, Google will optimize it itself. It never, it never works like that. Even in, you know, in Instagram ads or uh, Facebook ads or any any sort of ads, you have to keep on optimizing. I use tons of, I I I use a lot of keywords for a lot of ad groups not all my keywords work. I feel that okay, I don't want people to search for this. If you, you know, if you see I have keywords and then people are searching for this and they see my ads and I'm like, no, I don't want this audience. I can just put them in the negative keywords. You know, that's the optimization. that I do, I do an optimization every two weeks. So I have to, because I want to give the campaign some time to gather the results, right? You just don't want to do a campaign and after two days, you'll come back and you'll cry about the result being not there. You you always want to give some time to to the algorithm to work. Uh, Usually, any platforms, the algorithm takes a lot of time. Now, based on a lot of metrics, uh, if your website is there, your page is there, your uh, content is weird, Sometimes algorithm will take a lot of time to read it, to put it out in front of the audience. So I have, you know, based on my strategies for the client, I decide how much time I want to give. I usually keep 15 days of gap between doing, you know, just a recheck. I'll just see if my campaigns are working. I'll see how are the bounce rate. I'll, I'll, I'll compare it. I'll I'll keep on comparing it. And uh, if I see that it dropped, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll find a reason why did it drop? Did my ads got disapproved? Because a lot of time, nowadays the policies are getting so difficult and so niche that you have to be very sure with what you're writing, what you're targeting, uh, what kind of keyword you're using, uh, what does your website say? A lot of things matters now, and uh, you have to be careful. I'm not asking you to go and read the entire advertising policy, but whenever you do ads for, let's say, real estate, you know your client is real estate client. You must read the policies for real estate. It makes more sense rather than just ignoring it and uh, you know doing ads, and then all of your ads got disapproved. And, and you wasted your time. you wasted, you know, the amount of days that could have got you business and like millions of dollars of business. So you wanna be, that comes under the strategy side that you read the policy and you know that, okay, uh, Google doesn't want you to target anyone with this income or they don't wanna target directly. Uh, they don't want us to write anything that says sales. Or uh, you know, home for sale. they don't want us to write that. So you once you read that, you know it and you will not include that in your ads or the entire setup of process. And uh, you know that helps you you will you'll realize that okay, I think now I know the policy and I can I can abide by the policy and your ads will not get disapproved. Uh, it, it's a major thing that you have to take care of, uh, not just in real estate. I just gave an example, but any any industry that you work with. Fine,
0: fine. So, meanwhile, let's take some questions. Eh? Yeah. There's
2: one question from Mukta which is better for career, SEO or PPC? Uh, that's a good question. I get that a lot. Uh, you know, there is a thin line. People think there's a thin line between SEO and PPC. They don't really understand the difference. Uh, in terms of career, if what, that's what you want to know, I think it depends on you. Now, if you have done SEO, you know that it's about optimizing the search engine. It's about optimizing your website. It's about you know, trying to make it better every day try to make it, you have to work with IT companies. You have, I mean, the IT departments, you will need help from other people. Let's say you have content writers in your company and you'll be like, I think this blog, the keywords that you're using, is not giving us the ranking. Can you please change the content that you're writing? So you will constantly be working with those people. You have to keep on optimizing it. And it's a little bit of a backend. It's not too technical. It's not, you don't have to be master in coding. You don't have to, because that's what, you know, you will have the web developments. So you'll have web development guys, they will take care of coding unless you already know coding and you're doing it for the company. So when you have SEO, you're looking into keywords, you're looking into your own website. You're like, okay, my website is loading. It's taking a lot of time. Why is it? because the images that you've put are heavy in resolutions. So you will tell the client that, you know what, this picture is in JPEG, why don't you put it in dot uh, .webp? Because that will allow your website to run fast. That's, that's the thing that you'll be doing. Whereas uh, PPC side, it's about running ads it's about you know doing a campaign putting the budget uh, making a making a strategy having a lot of numbers if you know how you can depict those numbers how you can decode those numbers because if i see i have a lot of impression but i don't have clicks i i need to know why am i not conveying my message am i not targeting the right audience i am getting impression which is good but why am i not getting clicks is it is, is the need of that service not required at this time? You know, there is a lot of data that you have to play around with. And it's it's really, if if you're interested in, you know, uh, I always keep on challenging myself. I have so many industrial clients, like so many different industries. I And every time uh, if, if I see something like the impression shares have gone down, I will get into it. I will investigate and that's, you know, I want to know why I want to know how that happened. I want to know when that happened so that I don't repeat the same thing next year or next month. I'll be like, oh, I thought this keyword is the best. You have it on the website. You do the services, but that keyword is costing you a huge amount of money. How can you use the same keywords, but also not pay too much. I think you should optimize the ads. So I run down to the ad side and I want to keep it more efficient and more consistent and something which is easy for Google algorithm to, you know, uh, reach out to. So it's more about investigating. It's more about numbers. It's more about doing, uh, you know, putting some money. Also, it's it's a lot of numbers. Frankly, it's a lot of numbers. Sometimes I feel, how did I end up in this? Because it's it's so much of numbers. I never thought that I'll be. It feels like you're a nerd, but you're not a nerd. Uh, it's something you like to do. I think uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: And I think. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> and I think, you know, one, uh, one should be doing is like, one should be closing, you know, you can close your eyes and ask yourself like, which excites you the most. So is it, you know, searching operation I, that, uh, you know, that is exciting you or is it PPC? Yeah. probably? But
2: yeah, that's the thing I told about, you know, in the beginning that digital marketing allows you to get the experience. Uh, and if you think that it's not working for you, you can try something else, you know, Yeah. And if you think that today I'm doing PPC, I know how to do ads on Facebook. Right. And that excites me a lot. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to just stick to Facebook. I want to just stick to, I mean, social media. And I just want to do social media marketing. I can shift there. I can shift. You will. The plus point is you will have knowledge about PPC. Uh, or whatever absolutely. you're leaving behind and it will be helpful everything is connected absolutely. in digital marketing everything you cannot do ppc without social you cannot absolutely. do uh you know seo without content writing
0: very true very true. and sometimes you know yeah. we, we when we run campaign we also optimize so sometimes i'll tell you google my business Data that you are seeing in Google My Business, it helps you to optimize Google Ads. so there are also different platforms. Absolutely, you said correctly. So, if you have a good knowledge, probably you know, social media also gonna help you for optimizing SEO part as well. Because when yeah. you when you go to keyword panel, when you see what people are searching, then you can identify okay, these are the search queries yeah. on top of funnel or bottom of funnel. So, we, we get a lot of information that's amazing. Eh? Let us take another Something.
1: thing. Uh,
2: yeah, sorry. Something I just want to add. So every time I get a client, a potential client, not a client, they, they have a question, right? What should I be doing? Should I be doing social media? Uh, or let's say they, they're sure that they want to do Facebook ads and they want to do PPC. Hmm. Now they don't know how much money they want to put in that. They have their marketing budget they don't know how much budget they should be giving for social media and for Facebook. So what I do, I run a forecast. Right. Now for, for people who don't know what forecast is, if you go under keyword planner and you do awesome. add keywords, uh, you can put their website domain and then you can you can think of the keywords that they could be, you know people could be searching for it. You make a list and then you'll see a forecast result. That forecast result shows you in several years or in this time if you put thousand dollars a month this is the click-through rate you're gonna get and that is the forecast i give to the client and then they know okay i think they they were saying that they want to put 2000 but let's say 1500 gives them the exact result then why do i want my client to spend 500 extra so you always you know, keep on doing that forecast. You can do a forecast on Facebook uh, for Instagram as well. I can do forecast on LinkedIn. Uh, You just uh, create a campaign and uh, you don't have to run the campaign. You don't have to put ads in it. You just create a campaign. You add, uh, you know, target location, the, uh, the audience that you want and you will see an estimated result. And that estimated result is really important for uh, the clients because they get an idea that okay, if I spend fifteen hundred, this is what I'm gonna get. Okay. This is like a basic answer for them if they have to give it to the management or a you know uh, within their company if they wanna discuss this out. So yeah, this is a be- really a good practice to do before getting a client.
0: And absolutely mm-hmm. yes. So if you don't have forecasting data, you you will never be able to optimize it as well. So, this is important. Let us take one question yeah. before we go ahead. There's one, we one question. We
2: have Hassan. Hassan. Hassan has very few questions, Hassan now. Has. So, Hassan, you can go ahead.
1: Hassan, go ahead. Hassan, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Hassan, go ahead. Go ahead, Hassan. So let
2: us read the question, what he's asking. Yeah, I I have a question where Hassan says Mm -hmm. that uh, if he was able to land an interview with one startup company based in North America, which happens to be in the restaurant business. uh, So question is, when it comes to the growth of a page or an account, what are the major aspects which attracts customer or page, especially in North America? I think, uh, let's say, if we are talking about social media page, uh, because it's a restaurant, as I said, and uh, they want to come in a business, they want to be, uh, they want to be seen. I think my, I wouldn't say mantra. It's a strategy that I use, is uh, having consistent content. Having, uh, I cannot just post random stuff on my business page. I want to have a consistent content all over my page. So if anyone comes on it, and if they see my profile, they will see the consistency in the message. They will see the consistency in the approach that I'm putting. And they will see the kind of, uh, you know, the content that I'm creating. I want to create community over there. So what I would do if I'm a new company, if I'm a restaurant, I just open a cafe or a pub or a bar, whatever. Uh, I want to have engagement. I want to have people talking about my restaurant. So I will create two-way communication kind of post. I want to have people commenting in, in the post. I want to have people responding to my story. I will. Ha- you, you should get a lot of mentions. So if you have new customers coming in, you should tell them that, okay, why don't you go on my Instagram page? Or if you like the food, why don't you put up a story and mention it? When you get a lot of mentions, when you get a lot of clicks organically, the algorithm automatically pushes you at the top. You don't have to do anything. That is the organic side. If you keep it consistent, Those are the key metrics that you always keep in mind if it's your uh, social media page that you want to be, you know, as easy for anyone to come to your page and see what you do. Uh, In terms of, yeah, that was the, you know, major pages kind of thing. Uh, there's another question, how different virtual restaurants are in North America compared to what we have in India? And what are their key strategy to go? Well, I think um, engagement is a key factor for uh, uh, you know restaurants here. They do a lot of posts. They do a lot of stories. They mention, they tag. Uh, this is like the basics for anyone doing social media. You want to have good hashtags. You want to have uh, good mentions and tags. I think more of it is showing the customer what you do and, uh, you know, giving them a glimpse of, uh, oh, this is the dish that you get in this restaurant. This looks delicious from the picture itself. So the image should be uh, kind of attractive enough for anyone to see and be like, okay. Because the other day when I was looking for a restaurant myself, and I know because I'm new to the city, I just moved from Toronto. So uh, I want to know what cafes I would be going, which provides me good vegan options. Right. So I know Instagram is not the place to look for that. But then I also have been following few cafes. So I would just open the restaurant and I'll just scroll and see the pictures of the dishes that they have. And if they're attractive enough, I would definitely go there. You know, they would they don't have to keep over here, people don't just, you know, put offers out there. They don't put 20% off, 30% off. they want to be authentic because they're giving you a quality thing. And if they're giving quality, they don't want to be cheap. And you would know it once you go there, once you try, once you experience it. And then you will realize this was worth the money. It's, it's you know, it's, uh, it, this is something that is, which is obvious. So, yeah. We have one more question, Hitakshi. that is how to write creative ads in PPC? That's a good question because uh, I don't know how many of you know, but from June, 2020, uh, the expanded text ads are going away. So on PPC, all you have are two types of ads that you can do. One is responsive ads and one is the dynamic ads. So you'll have to say goodbye to the expanded ads where you used to just write the ad. And when people click, it will expand and will give more options, right? That is going away. So now all you have is a responsive ads. Now responsive ads are so good because in spite of writing three different ads, you can combine everything in just one ad. You For, for people who don't know what responsive ads is, uh you have multiple headlines that you write you have four different description that you can give you can have uh you know uh the site links call extensions whatever you want at and then you create the ad simple so, but what google does google will optimize it so if i am looking for something it will not show me the entire ad it will only show me few headlines out of it, one or two descriptions out of it. Whatever is best for the viewer, it will show that. It will optimize it by itself. The algorithm has become so good that it optimizes the ads by itself. It will show only the headline that is more relevant for the audience. So you can play around with the headlines. Now, when you play around with the headlines, you wanna make sure that you include all your keywords. If not all, I would say majority of the keywords in the headlines. Uh, <clears throat> you still have 34 characters, so you cannot write a long headlines. And you, there are like tons of headlines that you have to give a, around 18. It's optional, but it's the best uh, practice that you put a lot of headlines because you don't know who's who is more. You know who, what what is more related to what person. So you want to write different headlines and then the description, and Google will kind of pick the best headline, pick the best description, and will show it to the customer. Now, responsive ads are really good, but there is dynamic ads as well. So I would say it's not about it's it is about definitely about the creativity of how you write the ads, but now it has become so easy to write the ads like you wouldn't take a lot of time. If you come on the page where you have to create ads, you will see what strength that ad has. Google show you the strength of the ad. So you always wanna keep something between good and excellent, or you can have something average, but then you wanna optimize that. You cannot have something poor. Uh, that's the you know uh, key points in the strength of the ads. So it gives you options, it gives you recommendations while you're creating the ad. Be like make your headline unique and you click on it, and you'll have a lot of options that Google gives you while creating the ad. You can add, you know, find more or visit us today, or you know, exclusive deals. These are like the unique headlines that your website might not have, but you want to keep it on your ads. So that's the creative side of, you know, making the ads. But it's, it's so very easy considering that I have responsive ads, uh, responsive ads now, because initially when you create a campaign, then you have the ad group. Now for each ad group, you might be creating three different ads or two different ads, but now you can only have one single ad and then you can combine everything together
0: nice 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 because it's all about you know we need to do a lot of research as well before we start writing ad copy yeah a lot Uh, yes because we need to see what what someone is searching and what are their top intentions because people will click on your ad if it matches with the intention not with the keyword eh? so this is this is just a misconception so so it's all about using engines, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And any any software yeah. you use for you know uh, for finding uh, you know art copies or working on uh, which top softwares that you use on daily basis?
2: Yeah, uh, The only software that I use on daily basis is SCM Rush. Uh, I love SCM Rush because I find everything on that. Uh, I can have the, the, the insights on my domain, my website. I can see what my competitive website is doing, what keywords they're putting in, not for just ads, but just to have SEO for them. Uh, and you know, I can have the keyword magic tool over there. I can find a list of keywords and uh, that gives in-depth information and insight of the industry that I'm trying to market. And it helps a lot, but I think the more you get into it, the more you'll realize that, No, you don't need these tools every time. So these tools are helpful for sure, but they're not free, first of all. Uh, You pay a lot of money to get these tools. And every person I think in this room has once typed in free tools for SEO or free free tools for doing Google Ads. I I, have done that and I know, I think everyone has done that, which is okay, but no, you're not going to get free tools. Uh, so, my company pays for SCM Rush. <laughs> I just use that, it's really good. Uh, but I think a lot of, uh, I think uh, HubSpot is one we can use for scheduling the social posts uh that is really good you have multiple uh platforms that you can uh, include and uh, in terms of keyword research as i said i use the SEM rush i'm a bit old school i to i want to stick to the roots as well so i i go on the websites of my client and i go on the website of my competitor clients if you don't know who the competitors are you can just ask the client you would be like okay what do you think in the city are your competitors Who do you think that could be new to the industry or something? So once I have the list of competitors, I'll go on their website. I'll I'll just browse. I'll just see what kind of messaging they're doing and, you know, what products are they uh, selling. And then I'll come back to Google. And then while creating the ads, I can have the keyword planner. The keyword planner also provides a lot of information. So... (laughs) That's there. And once you have created the campaign, it's been 15 days. Um, When you open Google ads, you see recommendations and under recommendations, you see add new keywords and Google will provide you new keywords. You don't have to add all of them. Please don't do that. Not all keywords are important. (laughs) Uh Be very sure with what you're doing because uh, you have to bid for these keywords. The keywords could bring unnecessary traffic, which you don't want. Uh, The keywords could be irrelevant to your business. Uh, You don't want that. And then the kind of keywords, the type that you use, like the phrase match or the broad match. uh, Sometimes I use exact match because I want to have exactly my company's name as a keyword. I don't want anything else. So I'll just use exact match. I'll use uh, exact match for specific product that they're selling so if they have elevators i'll just put exact exact match and put elevators in it right so you have to be very sure with you don't have to create tons of keywords you don't have to go over 20 keywords for just one single ad group because the way i create strategy is already uh, very organized so if i'm talking about one particular product or service I want to stick to it. I don't want 20 or 30 keywords in my ad group with my ads. You want to have something very niche. You want to have something very much filtered and, you know, really targeted directly to the website, which is relevant. And again, you have to keep on optimizing it. Even if you have the best keywords, there is no assurance that all of them are going to work. You will see a red uh text saying that low search volume what am i going to do i don't want to run that keyword or maybe the search volume is less on exact match so i will turn it to the broad match and then it'll be go it'll be gone so you know these are the minor things and i think that you will learn once you get into it you cannot learn that overnight you cannot learn that in one day or in one course you have to keep on practicing it, practicing it. It's just you need to know the pace of it.
1: Yeah. I
0: guess Pushkar, you want to ask something? Uh, yeah,
1: yes. Uh, hi, Daqshu, for side. Uh Hi. So my question is kind of uh, very uh, simple. And uh, so
0: uh, we run a company here. Uh, uh, we recently founded, recently started. And mm-hmm. uh, while our clients so they come up with uh, the, uh they, they come up with to us and they say that we want to run a google ad or, or we want to do ppc so uh you know i just want to know what do the what should be the ground zero strategy
1: uh, possible,
0: you know building a building up audience for them and then uh, working on it or how do you mm-hmm. uh, what, what strategies do you use in ca- in case of such kind of uh you know projects coming to you
2: So I believe you have a digital marketing agency or something.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Right. Uh, So if a client comes up to me and says that they want to run ads and they are just starting or we are just starting with them client, I just want to see everything is set. What I mean is their website is okay. I want to see the content on the website is doing good. Uh, If not, I would want them to pause their thought on PPC for a minute and focus on their website because that's where the traffic will be going. That's where the Google will be getting the algorithm. That's where the crawlers of Google will be going and looking for the content, right? I want the content to be really good. I want the website to be running really fast. If there are major changes, if they think that they want a new website, And it takes time, right? So I don't want them to run any ads for now. I want them to do the website first and then you start the ads. Again, another thing that I want them to do could be, uh, I think, have the conversions. So uh, sometimes the clients have a website, really good website, but they don't have any conversion like call to action. They just have contact us. There is just one number in there. But... That can get you leads, but what else can get you leads? How do you get leads in your company? You should ask them. How do you get potential customers? How do they reach out to you? Do you want them to fill up a form, like a contact us form, like putting email address, you know, writing a small message if required, the first name, last name. If it's a B2B, you can have them write a company name, whatever, like a location or something. That's a form that you put in a contact us page. So if they don't have that, you can ask them to create that. You can ask them to create a form. Another thing I always ask is a landing page. So if they want to talk about a particular product, Okay, and they don't have a landing page. Their website is good. They have the contact us form. They have call to actions, but they don't have a lot of information about that product that I'm gonna market. I would ask them to add that first. So I think those are the basics that you can have a conversation with. Uh, <clears throat> while talking to a client on a very initial phase, there are a lot of questions that you should ask. Like what value do you provide to your customers? What do you think is your uh, KPIs are? What do you think your competitors are? Uh, what do you think your audience is? Where is it? And then once you have those answers, then you'll know. You will automatically know that if they need to do PPC or not. Sometimes a client can start with social media presence and then they can have a PPC. You don't can. You should not just jump into it. But I think <clears throat> there are just some basics that you can clear it out first with the client, uh, based on the, <clears throat> sorry, based on the website, and then you know you can move forward. I hope that answers your question.
1: Right. right.
0: All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yes. 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 So any other query? Quickly. <clears throat> Fine. I guess. I guess Vishwa, we don't have any queries of now.
2: So we don't have.
0: Fine, 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 fine. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So let us take final queries. eh? Go ahead, go ahead, guys. If you have any query, let's put
1: quickly. So I think.
0: So we are just waiting. eh? But it's all about optimization. That's why you know we speak about SEO, we're gonna have search engine optimization. You talk about That's PPC, crazy. it's gonna be PPC optimization, email optimization, CTR optimization, landing page optimization. So it's all about optimizing, eh? you is, ca-
2: We call it we call it optimization in our language, right? But it's all about learning from the mistake. Uh, you put a wrong keyword and you see it's not working. It's your mistake. You you change absolutely,
0: it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, you it. said you said you said one thing correct, eh? uh, Which is you know a lot of people they say that they'll put money, they'll start their campaign on Google Ads. And then they want that everything should happen by its own and they should be making yeah. money out of it now the point is google can make you know a good campaign google can make it better because google wants you to spend a lot of money into it because the yeah. more you spend the more money google will make and google want to yeah. make sure that once you spend money you should get profitable roi but the fact yeah. is if you have a bad campaign now no ai system can make it better that is yeah a- that is important. That's <laughs> why. That's why. Yes, and that's that's how AI gets into it. So a lot of misconception. So it's not about starting a campaign again. It's, it's all about optimizing it. it. Absolutely, yes. a lot of lot of takeaways. Yeah. Lot of lot of takeaways. Let us see. Someone wants to ask a question. I guess. May I be yeah, there? Sure. Go ahead, go ahead, Mukta. Go ahead. You want to speak something? Please go ahead.
2: When you design some campaign or optimize, sometimes it happens that data is giving you one picture. And you feel like your gut feeling is saying something else or might be a little uh, way apart, like different things. So what do you follow the most? Completely data thing or sometime little mix of your gut feeling? I think data never lies. (laughs) Data (laughs) never. Data never lies. You can be wrong with your gut feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Data, I think it's, it's... it's about the approach. So let's say I create some ads on Facebook. I have a creative, which is good. I think of a design, everything is fine. And I think people will be uh, filling up the form, but usually people are just looking at the ads and they're not clicking on it, right? And for, for PPC as well, if I'm writing an ad, I can, I can write the best keywords. I can write anything fancy. I can write something unique. I can write something exciting, but then people are not clicking on it. So data will show you that. And I think if you know how to interpret that, you should definitely, definitely rely on data. Right. And sometimes also on what the client is saying, because at the same time, uh, It's surprising for clients as well. They they have come up to me and be like, oh, we've got a lot of business this time. And I'm like, no, not from Google Ads. You must have got it from somewhere uh, for sure, but not from here. And then it's the opposite as well. I have got a lot of leads. I've got a lot of, I've got literally million dollars of conversion value to the client. And they will complain that they did not get the, Customer, they did not get the business. I have the data to show that there were customers. This is the audience. They clicked it. When you have data, you can you can literally prove the other person wrong and be like, okay, this is what data says. There could be a problem on the back end of something, right? But I think you should you should definitely rely on data.
0: And and next thing is, you know, you should know like from where to get the data and what data you're measuring again, <laughs> <important. But Yeah. laughs> is again so important. Yes, Thank there you. are a lot of matrices which are available and sometimes probably you know you, you are talking about one data, but probably that might not be the right data for that specific specific campaign. So if you talk about Google Ads, you see straight from, you know, first page bid amount to CTR, there are a lot of data coming into it, straight from yeah. history quality score to current quality score, but you should should be identifying it. So probably, you know, it's again important.
2: That's true. true. Yeah, that's true. Like Let's say you get like 1,000 clicks on the ads, okay? But your bounce rate is 90%. (laughs) What does that mean? That just means that people are clicking on ads, but when they go on the website, they don't find that what they're looking for. So they just jump back and that increases the bounce rate. That means 90% of the time, you know people are just leaving your website that means no business your click-through rate will be high Uh, and you'll be like yes we're doing good we have a good above the benchmark industrial benchmark click-through rate (laughs) but then look at your bounce rate (laughs) or look at your
0: search term report and then you (laughs) will identify yes Yes, that yes, is yes. And it actually, what about what do you think about lookalike audiences? Because uh, we have been trying a lot of look, lookalike audiences with our students and for clients as well. So what do you think about lookalike uh, audience specifically on let's talk a Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter? So what do you think uh
2: look-alike audience is a tricky one, I think. Uh could be a little tricky if you're targeting certain audience and you 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 want a lookalike audience? I always go for remarketing on Facebook. Hmm. I there are rarely times when I try lookalike audience because I have already targeted my audience. I have mentioned everything that I want in my campaign. I have my target location. I have the interest of the uh, you know uh, an audience, and I know what people I am targeting. I have added everything that I want. If I go and do lookalike, it will give you broad results for sure, because you are having a lot of bigger audience, but you don't know the lookalike audience is relevant to you or not. I know the audience that I targeted is relevant. I have a control over it. Hmm. The lookalike audience, you're just selecting lookalike audience. You don't know what exactly the audience are going to be it's not a bad thing I think if you're doing a brand awareness campaign or More if you way. really want if you really want eyes on your page or something I think lookalike could be an option but uh, I wouldn't rely on it when I'm putting a big budget
0: absolutely yes because for that you need to have a retargeting audience eh?
2: yes so, so have... when I do when I do retargeting I can also do retargeting on uh, I think I do that on uh, LinkedIn where I can retarget anyone who has clicked on my ads previously. So that is a good option to do. Like, And the retargeting ads would be different, right? I'll create different creatives. I'll mm-hmm. have a different message to it. Like a few days remaining for sale or few days, this is your last chance to buy something. This is a retargeting message. So right. I think you can do that rather than uh, going for just... I think going for a bigger audience that you don't have the control on.
0: Nice, nice. Probably we can test it. So again, optimization and testing is required. Yes. For some yes. Any time. You know, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> some audiences are working. So probably optimization is again very important because I tell you uh, a lot of uh, you know experienced people I've met in last you know four five years or six years now they do have different different yep. opinions because it again depends upon the product. It depends upon our creative. It depends upon communication. It it it's a mixed combination.
2: Right? So it so is a mixed Pera, combination.
0: For paid out everything has to be good at least, right? If not better. It
2: has to, it has to be good. I think you can never be best at it. Uh uh, but it's always about I, I like that. That's the part that, you know, keeps you exciting. Like you don't have that's what I said, like you don't forget about the campaign you're keeping an eye on it and you you keep on optimizing it and you know for different clients that I I I have the opportunity to work with multiple industrial clients like multiple different industry clients and you learn a lot about those clients that's the best part that you learn about businesses you learn about because I am I mostly uh you know have a business mindset so I want to learn about different business. I want to learn about real estate. I want to learn about, you know, the companies that are here, like the industrial companies. I have, I work with the law firms and the financial institution. There is a client, which is a trading client, which is stock trading client that we have. And also when you optimize it, so let's say you have clients and then sometimes the clients are like, my audience is in UK. My audience is in uh, us or you know somewhere else you run ads but you cannot uh run ads exactly the same the way you do in our country so if i'm running ads for a different location their policies are different in us there are a lot of restrictions on real estate Hmm. ads uh in uk you cannot, you can do ads on financial services, but you will have to fill up a form and then you have to send it over. You have to request them. They will go through it. They will send you the approval and then you can do the ads. So when you start do it, working with multiple industries, you get this kind of knowledge.
0: Nice, nice. And how do you cope up with stress? Eh? Because I guess <laughs> in an agency, that in PPC, because I'll tell you that, SEO is okay, probably you know. Client, will at least give us some time, yeah. because you know I've seen with a lot of agencies we give some time to client, and then probably you yes. know we'll keep client on hold for at least thirty days. But PPC, this is not the scenario because once someone <laughs> is putting money into it, they will start you know giving you call because every um, day the money is.
2: We call money. it, uh, <laughs> we call it the anxiety period. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The first three months are always the anxiety period because you are building up something. Uh, But I think it's more for the SEO side. Uh, I would say rather than the PPC side. PPC gets you results. It it takes time to set up, but like 15, 20 days max. Uh, If you're having graphics and everything, if you're working with multiple teams, I think it takes 15 to 20 days. But when you're doing SEO, when you are creating content for them. SEO is the organic way of getting the results. So it's like you're gradually increasing. And when you're gradually increasing, the company is putting money. They will not see what you're doing. They mm-hmm. will be like, what, what's SEO? What are you doing on, you know, you, uh, where's the result? Why am I not, not getting the business? But the objective of SEO is, to build the business online gradually and it's a long term results that they will get they will definitely get they will be on the top of the page for the longest of the time because it's organic okay. whereas for ads i create a campaign i do everything and then boom the campaign is on in in a month or so i'll 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 get like all the results right so uh, having client stay calm is okay for PPC (laughs) but it's still an anxiety period
0: but I'll still tell you you're talking about a scenario when you have a very good graphics graphic designer and a developer and a good content writer working around with you think of a situation when you don't have good people around you you're not good with graphics you're not good with landing page then probably PPC will be suicidal
2: It, it, it becomes really difficult, right? So the way I, I, I work with the graphic designing team, they're in US right now. So I create a design board for them. I create the description, I create like a brief for them, for what I am looking into. So I don't do the graphic designing, uh, but I create a brief. I, I give them the idea of the colors that they should use, the design that they should use. I give them the inspiration in the uh, brief. And then I have to wait for a day and then I get the designs and there are changes that I have to make. Sometimes I have to make the changes by myself. Right. So you think you have to be ready with those kind of situation for SEO. Let's say the content writing is not done. The blog is not ready. What are you going to put on the website? Hmm. So uh, it's, it's obviously about the, having a good team, but also being capable enough to do it. Like I have been doing graphic designing on Canva, which is like the basics, but it's the best tool, you know, you can use to learn graphic designing. I've been using that for seven years now. So (laughs) Canva is so good that if I have a graphic design, if I want to create something, I can just create it right away and just start my campaign if I don't have to wait.
0: Nice, sense. And which books do you read, uh, you know, in order to keep keeping you updated about this? So any book, any
2: book? I, I think I read a lot of industrial blogs uh, majorly. I want to keep up with the industry, just see what's coming up. Like, you know, uh, looking at the Google algorithm that they're announcing to stop, uh, you know, expanded text ads. And then from, for, for the next year, the update is that they are gonna make changes in the analytics side. They are doing the G4A. So. I want to be updated, so I'll just read the experience of people. I'll watch some YouTube videos of uh, you know people doing ads on TikTok or people doing ads on somewhere just to uh, keep up with it. But I think I also do a lot of online course because, as I said, it's free. <laughs> you can you can learn, <laughs> and it's a it's interesting. It's not boring. It's not like one or two hours. If you go on. Uh, there is a course on Twitter, which is Twitter flight, right. Twitter flight learning, you, you learn about Twitter ads, and then there are a lot of course on LinkedIn learnings. So you keep on learning things, you keep on talking to people, I like talking to people, I like talking and getting knowledge out of it. Uh, I have a good team of content writers, social media marketers, uh, SEO people, and you know, I, I try to think I try to listen to their perspective of a client like what are they doing what what do they think of a strategy so when you when you talk to them you will get to know if if you're doing SEO trust me you should talk to someone else who's doing SEO Hmm. you should always bring up this point be like okay I was thinking of doing this what do you think you'll get so many insights that you know you might be missing out but yeah very that's why i keep on updating myself i will
0: tell you this is the funda you know that if you want to earn more if you want to be confident yeah. if you want to have a good life you have to learn every day this is so that's so important true, and digital is, yes and digital is evolving eh? so meditation yeah.
2: say, meditation is for stress <laughs> oh god <laughs> I'll but, try. <laughs> but, but that is also... I, I just... I think I just go to gym. I, I work out every day. So that's that's my stress buster. Nice.
0: Nice. Because it has to be. And then we need to work from within as well. Because I will tell yes. you, yes. if you have a very good skill set, if you're good in, you know, let's say communication or if you're very good with analytics part, next thing which is very important is how you keep yourself, you know, calm. Mm. And
2: yeah.
0: And important, that's important true. is how
2: you decide. I think... Uh, I think the, the more organized you stay with the process, uh, you should have your own process. If your boss comes up and gives you a, a process of you know your job, and if you think that you can have something of your own, try to have something of your own. Try to create a process. I always, having so many clients at once could be overwhelming. So I think I keep it a little organized. I keep it in a very straightforward way that I don't stress myself, I have a good process that I've made it for myself to, you know, check in with the clients, to check in on the platforms, you know, make some changes, new, create new creatives. It's just something that everyone has a different process and you should try to find that process. If you're working with a lot of clients, if you're if you're a business and you have to deal with all the clients, you cannot just call them up on single day and just talk to them at once. So just have your own process. And I think that will give you a good clarity about how to work in a very efficient way.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And final question because we are already done with one and a half hour.
2: Oh, I do not see the time.
1: The
0: point is, uh, three things, you know, you will, uh, you will suggest students, you know, so that they'll be more motivated, they can be more motivated, they can be more confident, because they all want to, you know, either they want to start their own agency, or they want, they are looking for a job in digital marketing, or they want to work as a freelancer, three important tips you want to give it to the, to our students, is three things.
2: I think, uh, I think the first is obviously be consistent, Uh, obviously, once you start being consistent with what, what you're really doing, uh, it gives you a lot of idea, it it gives you a sense of what you're supposed to do next, Uh, you'll automatically get that, once you start having your own process, once you once you know that this is the, this is the way that I'm going, this is, this is the next step, it gives you confidence uh and being consistent is difficult (laughs) it's not easy you get distracted very easily you get uh uh you get lazy you can procrastinate a lot but (laughs) you have to be consistent you cannot get you know success or you cannot just stay interested in something if you're not consistent and uh thing second is uh keep on learning like It never stops. Uh, I, I am a person who who wanted to get done with my education as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, twenty four years of my life, I just did my education. But my learning doesn't stop, right? Even today, I'm learning. I talk to people. Find your own way of learning things. You can read a book, you can you can watch some really good documentary or podcast or, or YouTube videos, uh, learn about your field, learn about industries all over. There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of things that you don't know. Don't know about crypto. You don't know about NFTs, learn about it. Uh, there is There's no restriction to it, right? So when there is no restriction, You can just keep on going and learn and you'll find something which interests you. And uh, if if you think that you already know that you're interested in SEO, I think you have a lot of things to learn about SEO. Keep on, you know, polishing, polishing, polishing your skills. So, you know, keep on learning. And then I think, don't be afraid to make the mistakes. Don't be. Like, I, I get it that if you're creating a campaign, if you are uh, posting something, if you have made a creative and you're afraid, you're like, I don't know what the client will say. I don't know if they will approve. I don't know if the content that I'm writing is good enough. I don't know if the English in that is okay. Uh, You'll have a lot of questions, but it's okay. you'll You'll just go and do the campaign and it's fine. You'll learn and you'll optimize it. And you know, uh, I get stressed a lot of times when uh, I mess up, but the one thing that you know you should remember you're not doctors. you're not killing someone. it's It's okay. It's okay to make those mistakes, right? And you can change it, you can optimize it, you can learn from it. Don't forget to learn out of it. So I think those are three things, but yeah that helps anyone (laughs) but if if, you know if anytime if anyone has any question you guys can reach out to me on LinkedIn or anywhere
0: nice you can also share we'll also share your Instagram profile as well we'll do that so I request everyone to please start your camera so that we'll take selfie and put it on Instagram (laughs) you said it's all about mentioning. This is important. So that let's, is start, let's start. Give it up. And you know, one thing I still remember, which is really, very really important, which is taking action. At least try to make your first mistake, which is important. Yeah. And make yeah. mistakes on constant basis, but don't repeat it. So let's say you are doing 10 yeah. mistakes. So make sure once you're doing your first mistake, make sure that you don't repeat it, but try to, you know, do some unique mistake or new mistake this is important let's take selfie eh? so I request everyone to start your selfie
2: also and so we- patience is the key
0: <laughs> and as <laughs> you said really which is consistency is important eh? because this happens because you have to you when know, you have to take action this is something very important and you know when you know take action let it be any kind of field when you take action uh, and then you'll understand what to do what not to do and how to do it so when you have a very strong weapon in front of you, like knowledge, if you're learning, I'll, and I, will tell you that you'll find the solution. Someone will come yeah. to you, and it happens, itanshi. Sometimes it happens. You know that we are stuck in some problem, and someone comes to me, like an avatar, and they will help you. Surely they will help you. <laughs> this, this happens. Eh? So let yeah. us let us start your camera. We'll take selfie. Yeah. And what I want, I want everyone to put. Mention us. Talk about this.
2: It takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. Do share the feedback, guys. If this yeah, session yeah, yeah. was helpful, like there's a lot of things that I've covered and a so, lot of things for you to take. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I go bet ahead, it's go a
0: ahead. <laughs> yes, Go ahead, go ahead. Let's start your camera. You want to make sure that everyone is starting. And Itanchi, can you please put your uh, Instagram in chat in chat so that We'll uh, click, we'll uh, share it. Sharing is caring. This is yes, so important. I
2: will. And it is not public. So, guys, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'll have a lot of requests. <laughs> no
0: problem. This I'll is, give me
2: yeah. a second. And
1: we'll
0: tag it. So, you can also put your Instagram. So, we'll also tag you as well. No, for so, sure.
2: For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, everyone, everyone,
0: each one of you, please put your Instagram handle. We'll tag each and every one of you. Now let us take a selfie. So Vishwa will take a selfie. You'll we'll take a selfie. Nice, nice. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nice, nice. So get the chat. Let us take a selfie. Let's
2: say and, please. <laughs> and I'll also put the LinkedIn ID just in case anyone wants, you know, any help.
0: Nice, nice. All done, let's have a thumbs up as well so we can have two, three poses.
2: <laughs>
0: let's have, yes, is good, good, good. This is nice. So then we put it in stories and fine. So thanks a lot, uh, Hitanshi. It was a pleasure having you here. Same, and I know yeah, that, you know, knowledge is important. Probably for me it was again very important session because a lot of takeaways for me as well. That's and true. I'm very sure each one of you, Apne Kafi Sarah Chijay Hoga, probably I'm, I was seeing you know some of you also making pointers and all. So which is really very really important. Get in touch with Itanshu on LinkedIn as well. We'll also tag you on Instagram. But you know, thank you for it for everyone mm-hmm. for spending time. So it's not one and a half hour, probably 50 hours because 50 people they've joined us. <laughs>
2: That then, no, it was really my pleasure talking about you know a lot of things uh, in this session. And I I really like the questions that you guys have asked. And I wish you guys good luck for anyone who's starting their career or anyone who's already doing really good. Keep it up, keep on going, uh, you know, don't stop. And uh, I think you have a lot of opportunities. Just, just take it, <laughs> just have fun, just enjoy.
0: Fine, fine, fine. So thank you so much. Thank
2: you so much, Hitakshi. Thank you, everyone, for your thank time. You so it much. was an honor to host this event. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. Nice, <laughs> thanks, nice, nice.
2: <laughs> Great day. Thank you.
0: Fine, fine. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Dream big and take action. Eh? Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> so lend end this session now. Thank you. Thank you, Hitakshi. Thank you.